welcome back to another episode of Mystery of the Week. 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 The suspect accused him of being a vampire, threatened to kill him, and struck him with a metal rod. Now, the police earlier just that does not sound like vampire ago. activity by the way yeah. i don't know a vampire lore where metal rods involved just a few sentences ago said suspected of nudging with a metal rod now it says that he assaulted him with the red rod the roommate says he feared for his life because the suspect has a severe mental health issue and is physically larger the suspect's brother, this is where I don't understand what's happening in here. The suspect's brother told deputies, the roommate jokingly said, is that what the kids are calling me these days? Party har har. Authorities say the suspect believed the roommate acknowledged being a blood-sucking creature. End of article. The end. You know why they're probably claiming that, though. In the spirit of Spooktober, it's getting spooky up in here. We got some light bulb candles lit. We got some skeletons in our plants. We've got pumpkins and spiders and bats. And I got pumpkins. I got little mini pumpkins. Some would call them gourds. I'd call them mini pumpies. Should we turn the lights off? Should we be in the dark? Oh, yeah. We need to get in the mood. Get in the mood if we're turning out the lights. I ask you to turn out the lights. That's a hit. Thank you. Are you really turning out the lights? Ooh, that's spook mood. Dim the lights. Ooh, wow. (laughs) I feel kind of spooky right now. Wow. So, real quick, can we take a moment to talk about Mr. Wrinkles? The documentary we just recently watched. Mr. Wrinkles is the most fucking bizarre thing I've watched in a while. Yeah. Uh, Just a heads up. We might discuss some spoilers. So if you haven't seen Mr. Wrinkles yet, you might want to fast forward a little bit. And you know what you're thinking. It's a fucking documentary. What kind of spoilers could there be? And that's just fucking it. There's this weird ass twist in a documentary. Aside from twists and documentary aside, they choose to follow a few little kids that are watching the viral videos of Mr. Wrinkles and seem to gain an affinity for clowns. They fucking love the guy. And a couple of kids I fucking love. A few of them I love. (laughs) Okay, so when the reveal happens, you're eventually just like, so what's real? Like, what the fuck is real? What's fake? What's even going on in this documentary film at all and it makes you really rethink if like the kids are real or if they're actors because at some point the little girl has a poster on her wall that says the more the merrier and it has a picture of meerkats standing up looking around and that's it it doesn't even have any other logo it's not for a movie it's for nothing specific the more the merrier and then but the thing is on top of that poster on top the thumbtack that's holding it into a wall you are also warned of the catastrophic failure you're going to walk into because now it's also a fart zone. This is the best room I've ever seen. At least the best wall I've ever seen in someone's room. Maybe this section of the wall. It was so freaking weird. Like It felt like a weird movie set. What a weird poster. To just Some little kid was like, you know what poster I really want? The, the one with the myriad. The one with just ah. meerkats on it. 
And uh, so anyway, I fell in love with a couple of those kids, but there was the one kid. Once your kid has a clown mask and he's in love with YouTube killer clown videos, and he says, you know what else I want to really top this this outfit and this costume off is a is a fake knife a knife you might want to start drawing some lines i i think that kid was fun i think that's a fun like nine-year-old boy that has a clown mask and a gi joe knife and sure he's seen a couple youtube videos what kid hasn't and you know the just the thought of uh you know spooking some people out ah you know, jumping out at him with he concerned me. I definitely want there to be a part two where these three main kids they interview in like fifteen years are or ten years because then he was doing weird drawings of clowns <laughs> and what was that one he had? He like had a killer clown and he's like, it's like you have two choices: die or die. And he's like maniacally laughing while he's drawing <laughs> he it got, by himself. He got the biggest kick out of that drawing too. Which is the only reason I laughed because he had so much of a kick out of his own drawing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mr. Wrinkles, please watch it. It's a good time. You're that, it, was, it was a romp. It was a romp. It was a fun time. A romp of a documentary. But on that note... Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Our Spooktober special here. Welcome back to another episode of Mystery of the Week. Yeah, yeah. And this this week, and actually, we're going to skip our little bi-weekly schedule in light of the season so we can bring you on on the Halloween week. We're just having fun. We're going to do some unusual hauntings. So this haunting, I'm going to, I'm using air quotes. There's a haunting, there is a lore, there is a curse almost over this town. Scared. I'm glad I have a disco dog in my lap to keep me comforted. He looks like he'd be a really good guard dog right now. Passed out max lounging. He's max lounging right now. But turn out your lights because we're about to delve into the candy lady of Terrell, Texas. So our story actually begins in the 1800s, the late 1800s. But in Terrell, in the early 1900s, children started going missing. The person that was being blamed? Clara Crane. Known to the town of Terrell as the Candy Lady. Almost as a folklore figure to the townspeople, Clara was believed to lure children to their deaths by first leaving pieces of candy in the window sills of their rooms and then drawing them out at night with notes on the candy wrappers telling them to come outside and play. I really hope there's going to be some creepy nursery rhyme of children going around in a circle singing Clara Crane, the candy lady. Clara Crane, we love you. We love the notes that you left for us. Okay, no, I want it to be creepier than okay. that, John. <laughs> We love you. I, I want that canons of like hypnotized children. <laughs> Clara Crane, Clara Crane, the candy lady. Don't go outside or you'll die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're getting there. That was, that was the one you were looking for. Yeah. We'll come back to it. It's definitely spooky. Well, yeah, we'll definitely work work on that one. Yeah, her name didn't rhyme with a lot of stuff, but uh, that's, not, that's not the problem that Clara had. Now, a little bit back on this story, Clara Crane was born in 1871, and the problem is, by 1995, Clara had a family. Wait, 
Wait, hold on. 1995? Did I say 19? <laughs> I keep saying 18 and 19. I was like, whoa. Like this lady transcended time. <laughs> like I said, it's like 200 years back. It's not 200 years by any means. Don't listen to me about math. We're not here for the math. We're here for the mystery. So in 1895, Clara had a family, a five-year-old daughter and a husband, a family farm, and she honestly had a pretty nice means of living. Now, our problem sets in when Clara, Clara's daughter and Clara's husband were out in the fields working. So the father, Leonard Gilbert Crane, was supervising a job that Clara's daughter, Marcel, was uh, doing in the fields. Don't tell me there's a horse trampling. I don't know if there's a horse trampling. So it's hard to actually pinpoint on the story how Clara's daughter died. The most you get is there was there was an accident in the fields, but her husband was supervising the whole time. He happened to have drifted off because he was drunk. I was going to say a little too much of that. It's 18. Farm whiskey. It's 1895. I'm a little drunk. What I'm do you want? I'm making buckets of it in my barn. I'm going to drink I'm gonna it. I'm going to drink it. I'm going blind. I'm going to drink it. Uh, led to her death. But there's nothing that says what happened. He just dozed off and now she's dead. Yeah, as far as, far as I can tell. I, now, I actually do have a newspaper article that I'm going to read a little bit later on in the story uh, that kind of gives you a little bit more info on what happened. Now, Clara, <laughs> after this point, after her daughter died, became very recoiled. She wasn't really talking to anybody. She had become very distant from her family, from her husband. Understandable. Understandable. Makes sense. That's rough. Well, two years later, her husband ended up dead. We have a revenge story. There's a little bit of a revenge story. A little bit of a story. Clara actually grabbed some caramels and had poisoned the caramels with what? Who knows? Rat poison? Goat poop? I don't know. Goat poop for sure. <laughs> Most likely a little bit of goat poop. It was a slow He's poison. Like, These chocolates smell a little extra grumptious. Good because they're not chocolates, they're caramels. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that this brown. He's he's drunk on whiskey. He thinks caramels I can't are see. chocolates. I've been drinking the top. He thinks caramels are chocolates and that goat poop smells good. What are you going to do? He lives on a farm. Have you smelled people that live on a farm? He's smell blind. They'll smell like poop sometimes. So Clara killed her husband or allegedly killed her husband. With goat poop and With a little bit of goat poop and chocolate chocolate caramel. There was no chocolate involved. It was just goat (laughs) shit. She She was then arrested. Clara, now being 28 years old at this point, was was arrested and... Uh, as she was being held, let me actually get into the article here. And a couple beer burps later, we're into the article. <laughs> so you have to kind of excuse me about the article here because it is very blurred. Like, Holly, look look at this. Oh, yeah, that's like, I feel like I'm trying to read something without my contacts. Yeah, it's a, it's a picture that looks like it was taken with a fucking potato. So, Wife Poisons Husband with Candy is the title of the article. Clara Crane, 28 years old. Arrived in the Haddock Street Courthouse Wednesday morning. Miss Crane is suspected of, in Ellis County, sheriffs of murdering her husband, Leonard Gilbert Crane, 40 years of age, by poisoning on Friday. The sheriffs alleged that the Crane woman poisoned the caramels that were then consumed by her husband. The day after his death, a neighbor had come by to the Crane's house and found Miss Crane attempting to hold a bonfire next to the house. To in a shaken and frenzied state... 
I don't think it was to burn the body. I It may have been used to burn the body. This article doesn't say that. I don't think they're alluding to her burning the body, but I believe I do believe they're thinking that they're burning the house down, uh, which would honestly be the site of the murder where she killed her husband. She tomato, made the poison. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Nobody says potato. But anyway, she was trying to burn the house down, a.k.a. burn body and all so, remnants of moida. When the neighbor came over to the house, they found Miss Crane in a frenzied state. When Sheriff's Deputy Fred Springer arrived to the residence, Miss Crane became physically aggressive and was restrained and taken into custody. The Sheriff's Department would not comment on the possibility that Miss Crane had the intention of burning the house down or the residence. Well, it seems kind of weird that she would poise, try to kill her husband by poisoning him and then also burn the house with him in it. It's like going above and beyond. Yeah, but I mean... Like, if I can't kill you once, I will kill you twice. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna poison someone and you know that there's a large dose of poison in something that they've consumed and you know that the coroner's probably going to test for poison... Are coroners in 1800s able to know It is in 1800s, but it's the early 1800s, so they may still be able to test for that. We don't know how medical works. I have works. no fucking clue. Who do you think I am? I wasn't born in the 1800s. You weren't? I wasn't. I know I told you that before, <laughs> but I lied to you. So the Cranes had resided in the house for nine years in, in Flint Crossing, a small farming community in the West Ellis County. Two years ago, they suffered the death of their only daughter, five-year-old Marcel Crane. The incident was deemed as an accident by investigators, with no suspicion of either of the Cranes' involvement. Miss Crane faces charges of murder in the first degree and is facing a life sentence, though some who are in the investigation alleged that she may be suffering from mania. Mania? This possibly could mean leniency in the, in the, in the sentencing. Miss Crane will be kept in the Ellis County Prison Facility while she awaits trial. So, going to this article... I think your husband getting too drunk and it leading to the death of your daughter makes it a little acceptable to have a little bit of mania. It does make it a little bit acceptable. But when they speculated that she was going to be held in the thoughts of having mania, that's exactly what happened. She was she was uh, tried as though she had a mental illness. So Miss Crane was actually held in the North Texas Lunatic Asylum. Mm, those are some problematic words for that kind they of are, situation. They are problematic. These are these are all all the pieces of an equation to have a super villain, though. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Where were you held at the lunatic asylum? Why were you held there? Cause I'm crazy. No, because my husband's a drunk oh, yeah. idiot. Oh okay. <laughs> I I imagine myself as like a clown or something at she, the moment. She has like a a relatable and understandable like traumatic experience she's diagnosed with mania she has some lore was she wasn't she poisoning candy burning down houses sending her to the quote-unquote of this time lunatic asylum this is like a straight up fucking well when you start hearing a little bit more in the story i think you may agree she may not be i mean all together right now she might be a little displaced. I'm just saying it's a little bit understandable. It's completely understandable. Yeah, completely understandable. I'm not arguing that fact. I'm just saying what happens inside the asylum. Well, uh, I mean, it was just a little, it was a little off for me. So staff had reported seeing Clara with a doll that she made of torn bed sheets. 
she named the doll Marcel. That was my first hamster's name. Well, it's also the name of Marce- of of Clara's daughter that died oh, in no. the accident. And now Clara only talks to the doll and refers to it as her daughter. She's she's just reported being seen inside the facility talking to talking to the doll. Now, there was an issue of overcrowding inside of the North Texas Lunatic Asylum. And Clara, being very soft-spoken, was a great candidate to be released because now they're taking on more people. They have to get people out. She seems like a nice... Like she talks to dolls. She's a nice lady. She's soft-spoken. She says, please and thank you. Are you kidding me? Just don't give this lady candy and we'll be good. Bye. Later days. Bye. There was a letter that Clara ended up writing to her sister whenever they were discussing her release. And the letter follows. Dear Staggy, I am elated. I have been informed by Dr. Matthews that Marcy and I will be returning home in less than three weeks. As you can imagine, Marcy can barely contain her excitement. Every night, she asks, is tomorrow the day when we go home, Mother? Very soon, I will be able to tell her, yes. Our stay has been somewhat of a trial, though I have been grateful to the good doctor and his staff and their dedication to our treatment and recovery. Leonard's death has put us in such a state of severe melancholy. I fear we would never escape it. These past few years have been more difficult than any in my life. And my dear Marcella, after all she has had to endure, has become my strength, my flame, my hope. Oh no, she's leaned in too hard to a sheet doll. <laughs> Way too hard to a fucking rag doll here. What's her sister say? Like, how do you write back to that? I'd be like, oh, say? I look so forward to it. I yeah, made up two I beds. Think they, uh, you, I think my dead niece is going to have a really great time being outside of the North Texas Lunatic Asylum. <laughs> She'll love this. This will be great. It wasn't great. Oh, who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? But things were, things were good. Things were good for a couple years. Despite the bedsheet Despite doll. Despite the bedsheet doll. Then... In the town of Terrell. I think she like feeds the veggie doll. Like she stuffs food on it. It's just like oh, stains. Yeah. Yeah. No, it has probably a stained mouth with like mustard and stuff. It's probably a stinky thing. Lots of mustards. In yeah, the she's like, why aren't you eating your food? And she punishes the doll and slaps it on the behind. But it keeps shoving mustard into its face. And it's a real mess afterwards. It's her doll. You let her have it. It's her kid. Who are you to tell her to parent? I just feel so bad for the sister that has to go along with this oh to be normal. God, yeah, I heard you're getting out. This be... She does that weird thing oh, where man. she comes up. She's like, did you hear? And she like tells the doll to talk to the sister and expects the sister to talk back. Hey, Auntie Aggie, I, I love you. <laughs> you want to give me a big hug and a big smooch on my crusty face? <laughs> my crusty mustard mm-hmm. face? <laughs> That's not a mustache. That's ketchup. That's relish in there. <laughs> I know it tastes a little funny, and I know it. I like how this drink diet for this doll is just condiments. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to shove in a doll? What Solid foods? Do? You need something that's going to stick. You want something that's going to stick to the bones. We need the visual stains of relish, mustard, and ketchup. <laughs> She's a real messy eater. This is what I tell her. Wear, wear a napkin, but well, she, she is a napkin me. technically. Well, she listened to me. <laughs> no one listens to me. <laughs> so <Claire>. things. <laughs> so things. Things had honestly been good for a little while. Now it wasn't until 
1903 that, well, children started going missing. Oh. Yeah. Children started going missing in the town. Several children had dis- disappeared. Children also started finding candy on their windowsill. That's not normal. It's not a normal thing. It's a little alarming. That's what they thought, too. But it's also early 1900s and you got a free fucking piece of candy in your goddamn windowsill. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to eat that shit? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to eat that shit. So no kid told their parents about it or anything. And then children started getting notes written inside their candy. And the notes said, come outside and play. So... Never listen to what candy tells you. Like those little dove chocolates you open up, it tries telling you how to feel about yourself. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it. It's a trap. You'll get murdered, basically. Tell dove chocolate. Don't tell, tell you dove how chocolate to live to your fuck life. Off unless dove chocolate you want to sponsor this podcast, then you can fuck on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes, fuck on me. Nope. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> now, one of the local farmers in the town. After after children started discovering notes inside their candies that's left on their windowsill by a stranger. That's not normal. Children, again, again, children had been disappearing. And that's when children started coming forward because they were saying like, hey, I'm finding notes on on our windowsill. And like, Jenny went missing. I'm kind of scared, Dad. One of the farmers in the town actually found several human teeth inside of his field. The and they were fuck? children's human's teeth. Human's teeth. Children human teeth. And here's the kicker. The teeth were wrapped in candy wrappers. No. Yeah. Clara, put the Werther's down. No, this is insane. Do you think they were wrapped in little those little strawberry candy wrappers? Oh, those were really good. I guarantee they were, yes. I bet she put those in the little strawberry wrappers. Look like strawberries. Turns out, open them up. <gasps> that's teeth. Hmm. Never would have expected that in Grandma's candy jar or... Or a farmer's fucking field. I don't know. The candy that's sometimes in some grandma's candy jars could be insanely hard. So you could expect teeth. That's true. These are facts. Yeah. And then one of the local sheriffs in the town was found dead. But not just any kind of dead. Not your regular <laughs> not your regular dead. dead. <laughs> this is a different type of dead. Tell me more. This type of dead involves two fucking forks being gouged into your eye sockets. What the fuck? Yeah. This is like the shit of nightmares. There's <laughs> just someone roaming around the town. I imagine that if this is Claire, right? That's her name? Yeah. She has this like sheet doll with her at all times. At all times, covered in mustard and Which relish. Which is even fucking creepier. <laughs> what if in the lore they're like, I could smell her at my window. I could smell the dill. I could smell the dill and the mustard. It smelled like a real hot dog cookout outside. I could smell the Heinz rolling <laughs> off of a... But... You know, you may you may like say, okay, well, why would you say that? You know, this farmer being found with two forks in his eyes is you, know, you don't eat why, candy like, with why would, forks. Yeah, why would that be related to Clara? Because now the farmer is also found with pockets full of candy. What the fuck? This is some real like children of the corn. Yeah, no, shit. this is fucking scary. This is weird. What's happening now? I'll give her props for staying on brand. Yeah, on brand, on <laughs> brand. Now. This is where our story kind of closes down a little bit here because you can't find anything else out about Clara Crane. I can't find her cemetery marker and be it, it could be deeper in. Maybe I haven't looked in the right spot. If you can find her cemetery marker, please tell me. I'd love to know. Mystery of the week podcast at gmail.com. And still to this day, if a child goes missing in Terrell, Texas, it said Clara Crane, the candy lady lured them to their death 
and the, the spirit of the candy lady. The candy clerk. Now, what they, what they believe happens with the kids is she tries to take them as her own kid because her child was because her child was taken from her early. So she's getting kids that are very young and if they behave, she'll take them. But if they misbehave, they're Which teeth. they're probably not cuz you're some stranger lady leaving you're some stranger candy lady, on their window. But she will rip out your teeth tooth by tooth and murder you with two forks in your eyes. Notes of a evil tooth fairy. I mean like it's kind of like a uh, I mean like Lila Rona where like she'll she'll kill you. she's she's like looking for her own children and mistaking people for for theirs and then getting mad. This is this is kind of like the uh Texas version of it but this this story's been going on like honestly since the 1900s this is and still a still a growing story where people claim like any missing child is actually taken by the candy lady so did she ever get arrested or in trouble again or caught for any of this or the sheriff's death no she was she was suspect number one but they could they could never like prove anything on her that's crazy creepy it's a real spookster I was, I mean, it was, it was pretty spooky, like, never, reading into it. And they never found anything of, of, of the children other than their teeth? Other like, than their teeth, nothing. And on this one farm. Strange. Very weird. But, I mean, it's all of Texas. How big is fucking Texas? You can go bury a body. Yeah, but this is all within one area, it sounds like. Yeah. But, I mean, even then, probably don't have cadaver dogs. What if she's eating them or putting them into the candy? God, yes. No. Like the like the like a instead of a instead of a rice crispy treat, you have a little tooth treat. Ugh. Yeah, it's very hard to, to eat, but that sounds all. That's like eating corn nuts. Eating corn nuts is like oh, chewing, love, chomping on teeth. I know you always Ugh, think you always the, think eating bleh. corn nuts is like eating kids' teeth, but it's not. I didn't say kids' teeth specifically, but thank you she for adding sports, that in. She said kids' <laughs> teeth. <laughs> it's just like chomp what i imagine chomping down on like teeth would be like and i ugh, ugh. yeah little little ch- chiclet teeth i can't stand it oh it's good it's fine i have so many questions Doesn't how'd she everybody. die did she just die one day again i can't find Clarice crane's grave marker the best i have is she was born in 1871 and even that i think is the eight the date is loosely there because i would say she was born in the the dates the dates in the 1800s were a little bit different than the dates today. I don't know. I don't know. Let me math. Let me do remedial let's math in front math. of you. And yeah, let's just not. Anyway, the bottom line is, I think the dates are off a little bit on the whole thing on her like age and everything. But there is a newspaper article, and we'll post it on on our in- Instagram and everything. But it is a pretty it is a pretty weird story, pretty crazy story. I mean, if you ever go to Terrell, Texas, check out check out the cemetery there. Maybe, don't eat maybe any of the candy, lock grave. all the windows. Maybe don't stay there. Pass through very stay quickly. Stay there, help the town out. Every every town needs you to stay. What if for every kid she took, she then made a sheet doll out of their bed sheets? Mom would be so pissed. This could go so far into a good scary movie. Oh I'm God. like visualizing so much right now. My kid's gone and so are the sheets. And then they find, like, an underground area where she just has, like, lined sheet dolls around the wall of Retired different sheet dolls. condiment sh- <laughs> stains <laughs> on each of them. And this one's cumin. Uh, you'll this is see mayonnaise. Here. This one has a little curry. Oh, wow. That's nice. They all have their own is preferences for dinner. Yes, I fed him hummus before. 
that's so creepy. I I can weird. just like hear like some creepy little like little kid chant. Clara Grade gave us candy. Let us go outside with her. Yep, that's it. you gave me such a, such a is that okay face? <laughs> what do you Ooh, think? Ooh, that's spooky. Hair stood up on the back of my neck. <laughs> well, should we round out this spooktober haunting scary fucking candy condiment story on some news? I'll relish you with some news. See you on the other side. See ya. Mysteries in the news. That's new. What could it be? chocolates or candy or whatever the fuck the same ever again uh, 30, I, w- I won't eat them the same i mean werther's originals already aren't my go-to until i'm <laughs> retired and old but all right you ready for this news oh i'm ready for it feed it to me a paris zoo has showcased a slime mold dubbed the blob a the... yellowish unicellular small living being which looks like a fungus but acts like an animal what the fuck does it move oh yeah this thing does a lot of weird ass shit the newest exhibit of the paris zoological park which goes on display in the public this blob has no mouth no stomach no eyes yet it can detect food and digest it and the slime mold also has almost 720 sexes and can move without legs and heals itself. How can I have a 720 sexes? I don't know. Do I look like a zoologist? No, you don't. <laughs> a zoologist looks way different. <laughs> I think it's just saying like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll get more into it. <laughs> but it can move without legs and heals itself in two minutes if cut in half. So like, does it regenerate, you think? Like a real, like a real blob on the move the thing gonna fucking get you gosh uh it says it belongs to one of nature's mysteries what aliens exactly (laughs) it surprises us because it has no brain but it's able to learn and if you merge two blobs the one that has learned transmit its knowledge to the other this is fuck how do they know that this is insane i think they have one blob that like doesn't eat move or you know detect one dead blob and then it gets molded and ate by the other one and then it's oh now i know how to do these things look at me look at me well if it's just food does it really know anything or is it just food and now the other blob's just bigger these are the questions you gotta ask people these are the toughies you know hey pair zoo fuck you hey don't I'm talk sorry. Down to the pair of zoos. You're just jealous. You can't go to it. You're right. I do. I just want to see the blob. <laughs> so this is how the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a yellow snotty blob that it's wants to eat everything. So weird. Like and it just came into existence. I I would say is that is that alien primordia? Yeah, definitely. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is the goop that grows into life. That's fucking weird. I'm curious to see like how big it grows. Hold on, let me see if I can see how like big it is. Or yeah, I wonder like how how big it grows like per day, per week, etc. So there's time lapse videos of the blob rapidly multiplying in size. The blob can sprint about four centimeters per hour. Four centimeters per hour is fucking. That's such rapid growth. For being just a blob that is n- technically not living, for being, it's, it's, a, 
it's anything amazing. for four centimeters per hour that's huge if you started growing four centimeters per hour you'd be fucking huge in like a week so it can particularly oats it loves oats it's like a delicacy to the fucking blob you know they start they start figuring out things like that they're like oh yeah this like loves to eat oats <laughs> and they're like turns out oats have been killing the blob so, okay, so they've tested it and it can find its way through a maze. It can construct efficient transport networks, sometimes better than us. I just was asking you earlier if you thought Emma could find her way through the maze in three minutes. Any, a three, a four minute maze in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you all know what a four minute maze is. I don't have to explain it. If we gave her peanut butter and then kind of just wave the peanut butter around through the maze to the exit would yeah. she be able to do the maze in three minutes a four minute maze in three minutes we're yeah. giving her a little extra here i think our dog emma could do it for her love of peanut butter do i, mean, I think they, she'd do it on her own voluntarily no with peanut butter for sure i mean this bob this blob solving fucking mazes for oats so you know how we said it can regenerate itself it can regenerate in two minutes when cut in half. Oh, my God. Through fusion, two blobs with the same genetic makeup can merge into one organism and share their respective knowledge, as we discussed. But its enemies include light, drought, salt, like a slug, and caffeine. You can only view it in dark. But if you train a slime mold to ignore caffeine, for example, it can transfer this knowledge to another clone. So it can... That's what it teaches each other when they mold, is what to avoid to keep growing and living and learning. I'm fascinated I by see it. I think move. it's, yeah. We'll put some pictures up and hopefully get some video on Instagram. So follow us there to see this fascinating blob that will probably take over a city soon. Easily. Just on the Eiffel Tower. I mean, what are you going to do? Keep cutting it and what? Is this going to regenerate? What do you do about that? There's nothing you can do about that. Jesus Christ. All right, so delving into my news story. God damn it, that's just so weird. Like, what do you do? Like, do you shred it up? Does it turn into a thousand million blobs? You don't blobs? do anything. It's not hurting anybody. Just not let it yet. grow. So, for my news, my news is coming from HuffPost. Iowa's family basement is soaked with five inches of animal blood. What? Yeah, they're murdering dogs and cats down in their basement. Are you serious? Yeah, no, it's a pretty fucking sick thing. I can't tell if you're joking. Is it a plague? I am. I'm joking. Ha 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 ha. It's like rainy Jokes animal blood in their basement. Like a fucking poltergeist like situation. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, it is animal blood, but they're not killing dogs and cats. They thought about it, but through the idea of the wayside. <laughs> so in Bagley, Iowa, blood may be thicker than water, but it still may flood your basement. That's the dumbest saying that makes zero sense. <laughs> it's what thickness, we had to work with. Thickness of a liquid doesn't define if it'll flood something. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Good one, Tim. Good one. <laughs> Nicholas Tina found out the hard way two weeks ago when he discovered five inches of blood, fat, and other animal tissues floating in his family's Ew. basement. Ew! Ugh, this is like a goosebumps episode. <laughs> yeah, you go down there like, are you someone fucking punking me? Are you joking right yeah. now? How do I get 
Where does blood come from? And then you have to wonder, is your kid killing dogs and cats down in the basement? Is he exploring himself and learning about his psyche and how he wants to be a serial killer maybe later in life? I don't know yet. Okay, so moving on. (laughs) So their family's farm is about 45 miles north of Des Moines, Iowa. He told Des Moines Register that he hasn't been able to clean it up because it's still seeping in. Ew, what the fuck? Yeah, that's what he was asking himself. What I the fuck? I don't even understand at this point. Well, it turns out the waste is actually coming from a neighboring meat locker. Uh, <laughs> I don't like any of this. <laughs> no one likes it. <laughs> now, in that, that's where blood and tissue from the slaughtered animals is washed down the drain. Officials say a clogged or break or, or a broken pipe sent the waste into Lenita's basement through a floor drain. The state environmental specialist traced the waste to Doll Custom Meat Locker and says the company is now pumping it into large tanks. Look at my face. I see your face. I'm uncomfortable. It's crunched up. She's crunched up. Right this now. is why you don't get a basement flooding. Bad enough. Flooding animal fat and guts. That's just. Ugh. My initial thought would be we're Your cursed. kids murdering dogs. Oh no. I would yeah. <laughs> I would have thought we were like cursed and being flooded with yeah. like a plague of yeah. some kind yeah. seeping yeah. up from yeah. the grounds of the hellish <laughs> underground. Oh, that is disturbing and I'm assuming a smell that's not easy to get rid of. I, you know, I don't think the Lenides have found out yet because right now they're staying with a family relative. Uh, I'd be like meat place or whatever the fuck you're buying. Oh, there's probably going to be a decent amount of Oh, yeah, you're going to have to uh, pay us a lot of money to fix this fucking bullshit. Yeah, think about all the other repercussions like the smell, the the bugs, bugs, the like maggots. There's no way your pipes and shit are gonna like, be this normal. This is such a this is such an o- October. It's such a spooktober problem to happen. What if a basement of blood? What yeah, the blood basement? <laughs> and what if you go like take a shower and your pipes are backed up and it starts like coming out of your faucets? Like, my pipes are always backed out, coming out of my faucets. If you know what I mean. Okay, we don't need to talk about that. But anyway, because <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what I mean. <laughs> but that's like a horror movie too. Like you turn on your water and like blood or something comes. out. Or like a fungus, ah! very spooky. That is, but fucked but it sounds, but it sounds like like so it's like coming through the ground almost. Yeah, like. so it's like a pipe busted, and now it's shooting it out like and it's like what seeping through your walls or something. Your walls are bleeding. You walk downstairs. And you're like, I'm telling you, that's some like straight up poltergeist shit. I have I have I have pictures of them inside the blood right now. Let me see. Oh my god. It's a lot of blood. That is like a horror movie. It's like the walls are tinted. But you know, but like since they said it they said it's like all drainage too. So you know it's just like foul fucking water. Yeah. And it's all mixed in with so blood. So it's like and guts. sewage with blood. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We'll post that on Instagram That's too. Disgusting. But yeah, oh, real quick, I wanted to jump in with a short little tidbit of some really cool news that makes me happy, and I feel like it'll make the entire mystery crew happy. In a park at Salem, Massachusetts, they've just built the world's largest 
a Ouija board. No. At 3,168 square feet. How do you tell if someone else pushes the paddle now? Oh, I'll tell you. So the planchette has a the giant hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's big enough that you can like fit a group of people in there and stand in there. And then it's on wheels and you can walk it around. <laughs> I'm not walking. I'm not walking. I know you're walking. I can see your feet moving. I can hear no, your pitter patters. <laughs> but I love it so much. I really want to be able to go and check this out. And they have this really sick aerial view of the giant board. And that'll be on Instagram. Dude, I would love to go to Salem, Massachusetts. I mean, for that for that Ouija board in particular, but the amount of witch trial, oh, God, it's so yeah. cool. We'll have to make a trip there and put it out to you, the mystery crew. Speaking of which, follow us on Instagram at Mystery of the Week Podcast for any references or anything to the episodes. If you have any input, we'd love to hear from you at mysteryoftheweekpodcast at gmail.com or any of our socials, yeah, Twitter. Hit, it, hit us up on Twitter. We were on that Twitter life. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Share some of your stories here if you have topic recommendations and just let us how, know how we're doing. And it's a little thing that does a lot, but rate, review, and subscribe. It does, guys. Greatly it really, it really it. helps us. We're 100% independent here, DIY, working on our own, getting out there. So we appreciate any of your feedback and input. Appreciate you every day. Thank you guys so much. And, and until next time. Bye! Bigfoot bless you later today.